Welcome to PR360, where every week the brightest minds in public relations, communications, and media discuss the topics and trends you need to know about. PR360 was produced in partnership with Global Results Communications. Now here's your host, Todd Perry. I have a very special guest on today's show, a guy I consider a mentor and one of my favorite creative sparring partners, Rich Kagan. Rich has a storied history in the world of direct response radio. He is the founder of the Howard Stern Ad Network, former vice president of sales for CBS Radio, and founder of Wingman Advertising. After selling Wingman, he's gone on to start last-minute media deals. Rich and I have a special relationship. Uh, We both worked together at CBS Radio at the same time, and I was senior copywriter at Wingman Advertising with Rich for many years. These days, we work together on radio ads for some of his clients with last-minute media deals. Without further ado, it's Rich Kagan. Hi there, Todd. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's good to talk to you. So let's just start at the beginning here. It looks like so you made a big splash early in your career selling airtime on the Howard Stern show, and that was when he just entered the radio market. Uh, why was Howard such an incredible spokesperson? Howard Stern, you know, he he has so many amazing things about him. He was, you know, very controversial, which you know some people would think that's a negative, but my from my experience controversy was the positive because he he you know compelled people to listen to him and that's you know the first part of the advertising game is to get people to actually listen and um, then you know there were so many elements about him that made him an advertising phenom you know people loved him and his endorsement was so powerful literally he would take you know clients obscure clients that had never been on the air and create celebrities out of them in months. So the guy was, he was a godsend in my advertising career. Now, when you first approached potential clients about advertising with Howard Stern, what was their reaction? Right. The first reaction was always uh, too controversial, not my demographic. You know, the, the perception was that Howard Stern had uh you know, not very sophisticated listeners because he was a shock jock. Um, you know, those were the two biggest objections that I had to get over or had to convince them that is not correct before, you know, I could uh, you know, somehow get them to advertise. Yeah. So what were some of the success stories you had with Howard in the early days? Well, okay, so when Howard Stern was syndicated to Los Angeles – he was, you know, he really, that was his first, you know, for, foray into the West Coast. And if he can make the West Coast work, because he was known as East Coast Humor, then once, once you know, he was successful in L.A., he was going to be started syndicating across the country. So he really wanted to make Los Angeles work. So he was doing phenomenal commercials for a lot of our local clients. So I'll give you an example. Uh, there was a company called Cellular Activators. Ooh. And, um, you know, they had never done radio. And uh, Howard Stern did an ad for them. Uh, we got Jessica Hahn. I don't know if anybody uh, <laughs> remembers Jessica Hahn. There was a lot of characters in, uh, on the Howard Stern show. And uh, Howard Stern you know, would come up with catchphrases and, you know, have, he had a, a, 
a guy named Billy West that would do voices, and he would literally put people on the map. You know, this guy, his name was Richard Hansen. He mentioned Richard, and he's my buddy. And he would, you know, uh, go all over town, and people would say they heard him on the Howard Stern show, and his business just skyrocketed overnight. And that was it's one of many examples. Now, why do you think it is that people really trusted Howard, right? Like, there was an amazing just bond between him and his audience. But, you know, there are other broadcasters that are popular that have huge audiences, but they don't seem to have the same unique connection and credibility. Why, why do you think Howard had such great credibility with his audience that then helped clients, you know, that, that, that right. then led to moving you know, merchandise? That's really interesting. That's a great question. Yeah, I think Howard Stern, he was so authentic and he really you know he, he wasn't trying to get you to love him you know you take him or leave him you know he would he'd tell people don't listen you know i mean don't listen to me and so he had this credibility and this uh, authenticity and uh and he was his show was so brilliant that it would you know different groups of people would listen to him on, on different intellects. Like, for instance, the top people in Hollywood were listening to Howard Stern. Uh, the up, most upscale people, you know, titans of industry were listening to him, and they they were able to interpret Howard's show one way. And then he had people that, you know, were blue-collar people that loved him. Also, because he's, he had such a, a way of relating to people, it was, you know, very rare. So basically, Howard, you know, came to L.A., you started selling ads through CBS Radio, through 97.1 KLSX that he was on, um, and then that led you to kind of becoming the point man, right, in creating the Howard Stern Radio Network. What was Howard's opinion about that? Well, you know, it was, again, once uh, he beat Mark and Brian in Los Angeles, everybody knew he was going to start being syndicated in a bunch of cities, and so they're really... At the time, there wasn't a one-stop place for clients to buy the whole network. So I was starting, you know, when people were successful in Los Angeles, they'd say, well, how do we advertise in other cities? And, um, you know, that's when we created an unwired network for to be able to service people that wanted to advertise in the whole country or selected cities across the country. And, of course, you know, Howard Stern... Uh, he, he loved it. You know, he, he loved the fact that people were, he had a group of people selling his advertising nationally. And so and what was your relationship with him? Were you, were you close with Howard or? Well, you know, Howard, I, you know, I've met him many times. Howard's very interesting in real life. He's a pretty low key kind of shy person. Um, you know, very conservative actually in real life, but I, I had really, you know, I had met him several times. We had a lot of great, you know, uh, a lot of great events together. And um, we were at scores together, one of the highlights of my life. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, at the Playboy Mansion together. And we were at, you know, in Vegas together. So, you know, I, I, I didn't have a very, you know, we weren't best friends, but we had a nice relationship. He appreciated me and I, you know, and I appreciated him. And I also was you know, really good friends with his agent, super agent Don Buckwald, which mm. is, you know, my point person who I talk to, you know, all the time because Howard Stern was running a show. So he didn't really, you know, he didn't, he wasn't in charge of the advertising in, per se. Yeah. Uh, so in, in general, I'd say if, you know, you went over the, you know, the big picture of your career, uh, probably some, what, four or five decades 
working in predominantly radio advertising. For four to five decades, Todd, that's a little much. Three <laughs> decades, maybe. Three decades, okay. Yeah, three decades. But like 90s, 2000s, 2010s, or in the 2020s, so that's, that's, that's four. Okay, well, okay. We're getting close to that, yes. Look, I have I, to correct. I'm not trying to age you. I'm trying to show your experience. Okay. Yes, thank you. It's a fine line. Right. So, you know, in my time working with you, we worked on a lot of direct response radio ads uh, that, you know, that ran in the LA area or ran on, on Sirius XM. And I've always considered you to be a master of the kind of art of direct response radio. And you've had tremendous success uh, with all sorts of different industries and all different sorts of clients. Uh, and it could, could be something that you kind of learned from Howard, that authenticity. Uh, but why is it so, why is authenticity so important and credibility so important when it comes to direct response radio ads? It's a great question, Todd. It's, it's just so rare these days. I mean, you know, everyone is trying to sell everybody and people bombarded every day with ads. And, you know, and it's just like they're, they've basically, human nature has learned to tune out ads, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it's very, very crucial to actually say something with authenticity and credibility. And there's very few people that can still do it. So, um, you know, and that's why, you know, I'm a big believer. I have a lot of rules, as you know, about direct response, uh, copy. Uh, you and I, you know, we've gone back and forth many times about, you know, my rules and what I, you know, I think, you know, like, for instance, uh, I've, as I've told you many times, we've talked about this in my in direct response advertising. If you want a credible ad, you it's great to have the CEO doing their, their own ad. And it's mm -hmm. even better if the CEO has an accent. Yeah. That's our goal. That's one of my number one rules in direct response advertising. You also said that the CEO has to sound a little bit drunk. That is correct. That's my other rule. That's a, I'm glad you remember that. <laughs> you know, the point is that you don't want the the CEO to sound too slick. You don't. You want him to sound like he's passionate about he or she is passionate about their company, but they're a real human being. They're not. They're not. You know. Ad, they're not ad people. They're real people running a real business, and 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 you and from hearing them directly, you could actually, you know, feel the passion they have, and that's really important. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head when you said real people running a real business, because I think people feel kind of reluctant to hand over their money to some big corporation, but it feels so much more valuable to transact with somebody when you know it's going to that human being or that human being's name is on the product. Absolutely. That's one I, you know, if I, on my website, lastminutemediadeals.com, I have some blogs that you actually, you and I worked on together and, uh, you know, there's things we're discussing are are on my on my website. These are like my you know what I've learned over the years and what's a tried and true formula for you know direct response uh, advertising. Over the seven to eight decades and nine generations of work that Rich <laughs> Kagan has done, uh, I one one campaign comes to mind that we did, uh, which is one of my favorites, and I think it it kind of hits on the 
five flavors of the rich Kagan palette. Yeah, so which one are you going to mention? Uh, California Deluxe Windows, I think. Oh, is. I thought you would mention that. That's a good one. That is a fantastic one. You're right. Because in his case, we would go to meetings when we were first trying to figure out, you know, how we were going to position them in the market and so forth. And his name was Aaron. And uh, as you remember, Todd, you were in the meetings. And he would, I've never seen a CEO more passionate about his business, right? I mean, mm. it was, the guy was incredible. Infectious. Infectious. And, and so, you know, but he, because of his accent, he's like, no, I can't do the ads. I can't do the ads. I can't do the ads. And I personally, you know, I was, you and I, and I think, you know, whoever else was in the meeting, I said to him, Aaron, accents are gold. Yeah. And and we finally talked him into it, and he became, you know, it, it was an incredible success overnight. Because, again, his accent, his, his passion, and it was so authentic that people, you know, people just knew he was the real deal. And what was interesting is, in the meeting, and I'm sure you remember this, you remember when he said, when he was talking about how precise their window installation is compared mm -hmm. to all these other window companies, he said it. He goes, and he didn't even realize he said it. He goes, Rich, I just want you to know that our, when we, uh, our window, what, what was the quote he our, said? Our installation technique is so precise. so precise. We'll never you, break you, your window. No, no, never no, crack said, your stucco. Uh, he goes, yeah, you know how, this is what he said. He goes, you know how you drive by houses and you can see where people put in their window. There's like a, like a, you know, a whole, you can see the marks around the, the window where the cement is a different color. He goes, he goes, our window installation is so precise that you could, your house could be covered in potato chips and we would not crack one chip. Right. And when he said that, I think both of us looked at him and said, that is your slogan. That is that is going to resonate with people, and sure enough, it became it became the you know if we're going to talk about sit and sleep, it became the you know I'll beat any advertised price your mattress is free. You know that Aaron's version of that was you know your your our installation is so pre precise you can house could be covered with potato chips we will not crack one chip, yeah. and it got to a point where. You know, they would go to, he would go to events and give out bags of potato chips. <laughs> right. And the funny thing, he is still running because I was tasked with writing that radio spot. And we did a, I added a bit about ring around the window, about how it, you right. know, that, that broken stucco, we called it ring around the window. Right. And, um, I, I and they still run that ad to this day on, on the know. radio. The same one we recorded 10 years ago. And people will approach me like my neighbor. I heard that Aaron guy talking about potato chips again. And um, I find it interesting also just in this when we're talking about direct response and talking directly to consumers and talking to them as they see their problems and they see the, the, the way a product could benefit them. Uh, Aaron's windows that he was selling. Oh, just to back it up a little bit, he had a very strong yeah. Latvian accent, which is a very strong accent. So when people right. say accent, that, they want to... What was interesting about the accent, sorry if I interrupted you, Todd, yeah. is that no one could put a finger on where what his accent, where it came from. Yeah. And so that 
became like even more like a mystery and compelling. But his accent was you couldn't I, I you know, it was I think it was officially Latvian, but you wouldn't know. And but people loved guessing and it became this whole wonderful, you know, thing that endeared people to him. And his accent was endearing and he was endearing. Hi, I'm Aaron, owner of California Deluxe Windows. Ever notice? When your neighbors get new windows, there is a large black eye of broken stucco, uneven plaster, and even mismatched paint. Well, at California Deluxe Windows, we never leave a ring around the window. Why? Because we are the only company in Southern California who custom crafts every window and door to your home's exact measurements. Everyone else on the radio is a distributor. They grab a window from a warehouse, break open your walls, shove it in, and patch things up. At California Deluxe Windows, each of your custom-to-order windows are installed using our proprietary installation system. It is so precise, even if your house was covered with potato chips, we wouldn't crack one. Call now and for a limited time, I will give you 20% off your entire order and interest-free financing for one year. Call 800-585-3800. You know, the beautiful thing about them is, you know, they had what is, you know, another rule of the Rich Kagan rule of direct response copywriting is they had a unique selling proposition mm -hmm. and uh and that was that you know they manufacture their windows here in california and they um you know so they cut out all these distributors and middlemen and and they were able to give you a quality window at you know a really reasonable price and so and that was uh, unique to the window business yeah uh we don't have too much time here today and i would be remiss if i didn't quickly hear the story about how, how how you helped create one of the biggest mattress brands in America, Sit and Sleep, which is known all over Southern California. They have like 33 uh, stores. 43 stores down, 43. Wow. And it's Larry Miller, who's known as, I'll beat anybody's advertised price or your mattress is free. And I think Rich was there for the inception of that. I was, actually. I was in his office and, uh, you know, this is when he had one store in Culver City and he was poor. He was broke. The store was going under. And, um, you know, he, uh, well, first of all, you know, I was, uh, I decided, you know, there was a story about Howard Stern, how he took a company called Dial a Mattress in New York from zero to $50 million in one year. And so when Howard was syndicated to Los Angeles, I decided I was going to, find the new dial a mattress of the of LA. I was going to create a dial a mattress in LA. And it just so happened that sit and sleep had a, a little ad in the LA weekly and they had a bunch of parking in front of a store. So I decided, you know, that I was going to get Larry Miller, the sit and sleep guy on Howard Stern. And you know, the story, I'll make it a very quick story. I went in about 10 times. And again, I had the same objection that I always had. Howard Stern's too controversial. It's not my demo. We're trying to reach women. Uh, I can't afford it. <laughs> so I was very persistent. And um, what happened was, I, you know, I don't know if you remember this story. This is kind of a, a story of benevolence and persistence coming together <laughs> and creating you know, so what happened was I went in, it was a hot day. I was in a suit and tie. It was in August. I, uh, I walked into a store. I was dripping with sweat. 
I came with another proposal and I kept saying, Larry, I'm telling you, if you do this, it's going to change your life. It's going to change your business forever. And he said, Ranch, I can't afford it. So I walked out. Somebody broke into my car. I had a Jetta at the time. Mm. You know, I walked out to my car. The glass was broken on the on the ground and, and someone took my big one of those big motorola phones at the time and took my briefcase and my stereo and i walked back into larry's store and i said larry i go can i use your phone and he goes what happened and i said somebody broke into my car and he goes you're kidding me you're kidding me I go, no he goes okay rich okay let me see this proposal anyway so he took the proposal and he decided to test it for two weeks he said i'll test it for two weeks rich and Long story short, his business went through the roof. I got Howard Stern to say that Larry Miller was his buddy and that you got to go see Larry and people were lined up. And so that was the beginning of, um, of Larry Miller's rise to, uh, to the man he is today, which is a multi multi millionaire. Um, and you know, and that's when, so, so again, when we were sitting in his office trying to figure what his campaign was going to sound like, uh, he's, he was talking to a customer and he said, ma'am, he goes, listen, you know, I, I promise you, I, I'll beat the price. I'll beat any price. And if I don't beat the price, I'll give you the mattress free. And he <laughs> hung up and I looked at him. I said, Larry, that's your slogan. I said, that is your slogan. People are going to love it. And so that's, you know, so sure enough, that became, you know, now when I, you know, we're still very good friends and I'll have him at a Super Bowl party and people start chanting, say it, Larry, say it, Larry. And then he'll say it in the middle of my Super Bowl party. I'll beat any advertised price every mattress is free. Everybody goes crazy. Sit and sleep will beat anyone's advertised price or your mattress is free. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm sure he can't go anywhere without hearing that. No, he can't. And then, you know, from there, when he started being really successful, you know, he started opening new stores. And then um, I hired a guy named Kerry Sachs, who he came up with the Irwin character. And that was the second really amazing slogan that everybody memorized, which is Irwin saying, you're killing me, Larry. He was the accountant and Larry was always trying to discount. And then, you know, so it was they created this whole persona and it became you know it just became uh, people were saying it and you know waiting in line at starbucks you're killing me people were saying you're killing me so not only did he have i'll be there transgress your mattress is free he had people yelling you're killing me larry <laughs> so i heard of uh, i know we don't have much more time left but real quick i want to get your take on something that i think you're also uh, you 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 really dialed in in, in in this because it's so counterintuitive and you seem to know how to hit it right every time. Uh, you've found success. I mean, obviously, we had Aaron Adream, who was kind of an unorthodox spokesperson for a product. Uh, also, you've had luck with like Ed Asner selling solar panels, Rob Schneider selling solar panels. Uh, how do you explain your philosophy between in, in finding a celebrity endorsement? Because it's not necessarily the biggest name that's the best uh, person to do it. Right. Well, thank you. You touched on another thing I'm a big believer on, which is celebrity endorsements. But with a caveat, there, you know, celebrities are very, you know, can be very expensive. You know, the ones that are, the ones that are, you know. T- uh, you know, a person, you know, a celebrities, but what's interesting about it when you, you can leverage, uh, 
a celebrity that is not in their heyday, but still has this emotional connection to people. Yeah. And so, you know, Ed Asner was a perfect example of a celebrity that we, you know, we chose for Varengo Solar. And he was, you know, brilliant on so many levels. So talking about authenticity, you know, he was, you know, he, no one would act, no one would think that Ed Asner <laughs> would endorse anything unless he really believed it. Cause he's, right. you know, such a what you know what I, he was very credible and then the, but what was interesting about him is that you know he hadn't done anything really you know he wasn't a type uh, a, a personality he but he had so much passion built up from his old shows like mary tyler moore you know mm-hmm. uh, you know lou grant and so um we were able to get him very inexpensively and and still have the passion and and credibility um that comes with a celebrity endorsement and, so and then he did up <laughs> i think during yeah, that campaign up, right which was huge which, yeah he did up which and he became relevant after he started doing Varengo or Varengo solar commercials he started getting more calls people <laughs> go, oh yeah ed asner and so it was a win-win. It was an incredible run. And, uh, you know, may he rest in peace. He was a fantastic guy. All right. Well, Rich, I'd love to have you back sometime and we have uh, even more time to talk because there's so much stuff we didn't get to. But why don't you tell everybody listening how uh, lastminuteradiodeals.com can, A, get you uh, advertising for up to 80% off, and then also, B, how they can come in touch with this wonderful genius of a direct response guy uh, that comes with the great radio deal. Well, thank you, Todd. Okay, so my actually my company I've evolved. It was Last Minute Radio Deals. Now it's LastMinuteMediaDeals.com because now I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm partnering with uh, TV, um, uh, TV stations and uh, billboard companies and so uh not just radio anymore even though radio is really my passion but now you know if you look if you wanted to look at my website and see what i do and contact me it's last minute media deals.com and uh what you know basically in a nutshell you know when you're in the direct response business which means you have to uh you're accountable for your clients cost per lead and cost per acquisition you need to uh you know, part of the, the the challenge is to buy the media as inexpensive as possible. You know, good mm-hmm. media, primetime media for as little as possible. And being on the selling side of the media business and also on the buying side of the media business, I knew from my experience that there's a lot of media that goes unsold. So what happens is when people realize, when the media companies realize, uh-oh, we're not going to sell our commercials next week, they'll drastically discount in order to get something you know other than nothing and it like and the reason i called it the price line of media is because it's very similar to you know hotels and airlines you mm-hmm. know again once they're gone they're gone and so um you know that you know and so i'm able to especially with people that want to test new media obviously you want to test media as inexpensively as possible and there's so much media that goes unsold you just have to have i partner with people and we have the infrastructure and systems to be able to tap into the last minute and we make it very turnkey awesome awesome so that's great so that's uh once again that's lastminutemediadeals.com and uh see what kind of deal you can get on any kind of ad campaign you want to run. I'd like to thank Rich Kagan for hanging out with me for a little bit on PR360. And uh, 
Talk to you soon. It was my honor, Todd. Good to talk to you. PR360 was produced by Todd Perry in partnership with Global Results Communications. Be sure to subscribe to the show and leave a review wherever you get podcasts. Follow GRC on all socials at Global Results. Follow Todd on Twitter at Todd A. Perry. That's Todd with one D. Talk to you next week. Todd, you're a genius. 